It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome on in on a Monday edition of the show. We kick off a week full of previewing fall camp for BYU football on this week's edition of the podcast. We'll talk about the quarterbacks and linebackers on today's edition of the podcast. Big question mark with Zach Wilson's right shoulder heading into fall camp as well as a position group with the linebackers that is high on talent but low on experience. We'll talk about all of that on today's edition of the podcast. We'll also talk about freshman linebacker Drew Jensen as our Church and State Player Countdown Series continues as well. That's the rundown of today's podcast for you. If you want to advertise on the show, please let us know. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com and you can be featured right here at the top of each podcast. With that, let's get going. This is Locked On Cougars for July 22nd, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network. Thanks again for joining us on a Monday edition of the podcast. And fall camp, we are starting fall camp just days away. We are 39 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season. I'm oh, sorry, 38 days, excuse me, 38 days. It was 39 days yesterday. Uh, we got a lot to cover on today's edition of the podcast. We have a full week of previewing BYU position groups, big question marks heading into fall camp for the Cougars so stay with us all week long that way you're up to date and ready to go when fall camp begins by all reports BYU players will report this weekend on July 26th which is Friday and then practice is expected to start on the following Monday Uh, that could change of course with how the coaches decide to break things out but we'll make sure to keep you updated on when media availability will be etc and here's hoping that BYU doesn't follow the way Utah's going this fall where they completely close practice and media isn't allowed to see any of it. I think that's a disservice to all parties, the program, the coaches, the media, and the fans. It does nobody any good in my mind, but that's just me. I'm a guy looking from the outside, looking for my selfish self, looking out for my selfish self when it comes to this podcast and covering the Cougars. Anyways, let's start off today talking about what is going on with the quarterback position group entering fall camp and is Zach Wilson's shoulder healthy? By all reports, you heard Aaron Roderick during uh, BYU Media Day and multiple other coaches say that Zach Wilson was on track to be full go by the time fall camp began. Erroneous reports aside for him uh, involving other BYU players who are in trouble with the law, it appears that Zach Wilson will be on track to participate in fall camp once it begins early next week. Could that be a smokescreen? The coaching staff is worried about that shoulder? Absolutely. But people I have talked to and everything I've heard from the coaching staff, etc. at BYU leads me to think that Zach Wilson is on track and will be ready to go. Is it ideal they had to sit out the, the majority of the offseason rehabbing the shoulder injury? No, that's not ideal at all. You don't want that because you'd like to see a quarterback who really burst onto the scene a year ago spend all offseason throwing with his receivers, leading the team and 
those player-run practices, etc., and be ready to go once the season got here. That's the ideal scenario. There's no doubt about it. But as it is, Zach Wilson had to get that shoulder repaired, and everything says that he is on track to be participating in fall camp. I do know this about Zach Wilson, though. The hype about him being a football junkie is legit. The kid loves the game. He's dedicated his life to the game. He studies the game unlike many other players do. He watches film all the time. He gets down to the film room and he sends all hours in there. Uh, there was a tweet uh, last year. His mom went down to Provo to find him for his, his little sister or a cousin's uh, school project. They were doing a report on Zach. And where did she find him? In the film room around 10 o'clock at night and that just shows what Zach Wilson's all about Aaron Roderick has told the story multiple times of Zach texting him at all hours of the night saying hey coach I saw this play from ex-NFL team and ex-NFL player you think we can incorporate that into our system and the coaching staff vice versa has also thrown things at him to make sure that he is up to date and always stand on top of things saying hey look at what this quarterback's doing the guy that they cite a lot is Patrick Mahomes who I think is the best quarterback in the NFL right now just in terms of pure talent I know that Tom Brady has all the rings. Don't get me wrong. He's a great talent in his own right. I'm just saying that Patrick Mahomes, in my mind, has the greatest gifts of a quarterback I have seen in quite some time. And he's a guy that I think the coaching staff's trying to show uh, Zach Wilson uh, as as an example of a guy who makes plays with his arm but can scramble out and improvise when need be with his feet. I think that's a great example. So the big question mark, yes, of course, entering fall camp is what's Zach Wilson's arm looking like? How's his shoulder feeling etc well hopefully the media gets a look at him early on in fall camp and we can let you know how it looks but I'm excited also to hear from Kalani Sitake, Jeff Grimes and Aaron Roderick once camp opens and get more of an update on where Zach Wilson's recovery has been there's been some uh, rumblings out there that he's actually been held back a little bit just to make sure he's fully ready for fall camp if that's the case I completely understand it they want to make sure that he's fully healthy entering fall camp and Let's look at the flip side. If he's not fully healthy, what's the concern with that? Well, of course, that's your starting quarterback who only played seven games a year ago who isn't healthy entering the season. But I can tell you this much. BYU is very comfortable with the quarterbacks they have in their stable right now, Most none more so than Jaron Hall. Uh, Jaron spent a lot of spring ball splitting time between BYU football and baseball. Mike Littlewood made no bones about it, saying that football is the priority for Jaron. And I can tell you this, the coaching staff is very very excited for what Jaron Hall can do. He's a guy that can go out and get the job done, they feel like. He's got all of the ability that Zach Wilson does, sans the game experience. I would expect that you see Jaron Hall used in special packages this this coming fall during the season at some level. Is there a two-quarterback formation maybe on the field at some point? You never know, but the, the fact that Jaron Hall is there for BYU, is able to play, and they really feel comfortable with his development says a lot about this position group even if Zach Wilson's not healthy, there's going to be quality guys behind him. Behind Jaron Hall is Baylor Romney and Joe Critchlow. Aaron uh, Roderick at BYU Media Day told us that Baylor Romney's probably the best pure athlete in the quarterback room. And we're talking about guys like Jaron Hall, who's a two-sport athlete, and Zach Wilson, who has shown what he can do on the football field to be pretty dang athletic. But Baylor Romney, they also feel very comfortable with. And Joe Critchlow, while being probably a, the the antithesis of what BYU's quarterback position group is going to look like going forward under Jeff Grimes and, and uh, Aaron Roderick, 
It's it's still a guy that has played at BYU, has had his moments in a BYU uniform, loves the school, has stuck around, and if they need a guy like that to step up, he's a steady hand. I think it's the nicest thing you can say about nicest thing you can say about Joe is he is steady Eddie. He's that uh, he's just the guy you know what you're going to get from him. So there are four guys there for BYU that definitely could make an impact for BYU this coming season. But the biggest question mark entering fall camp, absolutely, is Zach Wilson. Is his arm healthy? We'll see. I, I'm expecting that he's going to be ready to go. Everything I've been told, everybody I've talked to, there's been so many questions about his arm this offseason. I expect that he'll be ready to go, and once fall camp opens up, he'll be opening up that arm and really looking what he can, looking at what he can do early on in fall camp. Will it take him some time probably to get the same zip and uh, placement back and timing with his, his receivers? Absolutely. I think that absolutely is a concern. But I expect that he'll be full go, won't be limited in fall camp, and he'll be ready to go once the season begins. Absolute gauntlet the first four weeks, and you can guarantee every team on BYU's schedule knows about this shoulder injury and will be looking to put the hurt on that shoulder. And that's not to say that they're doing it playing dirty, etc. They're just making sure they're taking advantage of what they can take advantage of when it comes to an opponent in BYU. All right, we will uh, take a time out here. We'll come back on the other side, catch up on the linebacking core at BYU, a position group that I feel like is very much in flux. Like There's a lot of talent there, I feel like, but with six departing seniors a year ago entering fall camp this year, there are a lot of positions up for grabs and a lot of bodies looking to make an impression for the coach staff this fall. We'll talk about them. A reminder for you guys, if you want to reach an upscale male audience, then your company should be advertising on Locked on Cougars, this podcast. Get your company to, to get your company connected with this audience, email us at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com or email Locked at LockedOnPodcast.com to get more details about increasing your business. All right, more in a moment. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. Of course, BYU's linebacking core has been a strength for BYU for seemingly the past two decades. The most NFL talent BYU has produced in recent years has come from the linebacking position. Bronco Mendenhall really valued having versatile linebackers on his roster. Kalani Satake has inherited a bevy of them. Sione Takitaki, just the latest player to make the jump to the NFL from BYU's linebacking core. But along with five other graduating seniors, a a couple of transfers. Entering fall camp this year, BYU's linebacking core is very much in flux. You have some proven options, at least though, that are back for this coming season. None more so, I think, than Isaiah Kafusi, the junior from formerly of Brighton High School. Really burst onto the scene a year ago. He'll be expected to lead BYU as the elder statesman in this position group. Uh, he'll be joined by senior, redshirt senior Zane Anderson, a former safety who has moved up to that flash linebacker position, which is really a, a linebacker 
slash safety hybrid spot. Anderson expected to have a big year this year if he can stay healthy. Had good showings early on last season before injuring his shoulder and then undergoing season-ending shoulder surgery. He is back and by all accounts will be ready to go for this coming season. And I expect that Zane and Isaiah, Zane Anderson and Isaiah Kafusi will be your leaders in this linebacking core this coming season. Other guys you would expect to step up and really take the reins and really help build this position group, Chaz Ayu. He's been kind of the darling of spring ball. We had him on this podcast. He's a guy who's expected to really show well this year. He'll be kind of running alongside Zane Anderson at that flash linebacker spot. Ayu a little more slender like Zane Anderson, so he fits well with that hybrid safety linebacker spot, that flash spot. But I think Chaz Ayu has all of the makings of kind of the next great BYU linebacker in terms of guys looking at the next level. I, I really feel like Chaz has all of the all of the ability. He's got all of the intangibles you want to see in a linebacker. And here's hoping he can step up in fall camps, keep himself healthy, and really help BYU this coming season. Uh, Jackson Kafusi, the younger brother of Isaiah Kafusi, we've profiled him already in the Church and State Player Countdown Series. He's expected to play a massive role this coming season as a redshirt freshman. He's got more size than his brother at six foot two, two hundred and twenty-four pounds. He's a bigger linebacker, probably better suited to play that middle linebacker spot that Isaiah played a year ago at times. Isaiah, I think, would be better as kind of that bow or that weak side linebacker that BYU favors in this alignment they have on defense. So you could see two Kafusi brothers start together along with Zane Anderson or Chaz Ayu, and that could be your front, your your top three linebackers entering the season. And I don't think BYU fans, I'm saying this and you're thinking, well, I, I don't know. Sure. No, I think you all would sign off on that. But you only have four guys that I've listed so far, so you're probably wondering, okay, where is the depth for BYU? Well, the depth is very young. Let's be, let's be very clear about this. You have guys like Matthew Criddle, the younger brother of BYU, former BYU cornerback Ben Criddle, of course, the host on Cougar Sports 960. He's going to play kind of that flash spot if he bulks up a little bit, maybe able to move inside and play inside linebacker. He'll be joined by guys like Drew Jensen, who we'll talk a little bit more about here in a minute. Another freshman formerly of Brighton High School. There are three Brighton High School alums in the linebacking core for BYU this year. Absolutely incredible. We've talked about Alex Mescala recently on the podcast. He's a freshman really looking to make an impact this season. Max Tooley is a guy that people have really hyped up and expect him to really emerge during fall camp. He's got the size to really play inside or that bow linebacker spot to a great degree. He's a former Bountiful High School prospect, six foot two, two hundred and twenty-five pounds, as well as Peyton Wilgar. Uh, Peyton spent some time in the transfer portal earlier this offseason, and I understand why he did it. He was a walk-on from Dixie High School down there in St. George, and had some hype about him coming into fall camp a year ago as a true freshman. Didn't necessarily get the playing time maybe he or others expected him to get, but. Look Looking for maybe a scholarship from another program, he put himself in the NCAA transfer portal. When that didn't materialize, he pulled out of the transfer portal. He withdrew his name from the transfer portal, and he's expecting to compete for time for BYU this season. So I just mentioned a bunch of names there. Those are the guys you're expected to put put up the depth for BYU. They, they're all freshmen, either red shirt or true freshmen for the most part. Across BYU's linebacking core here, and I'm doing this on the fly, and I probably should have done this beforehand, but I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine 
freshmen listed on BYU's roster at linebacker entering the season. Whether they're redshirt freshmen or true freshmen, that means they've only been in the program at most one year. Nine of the linebackers at BYU this coming fall are freshmen, and there are going to be some growing pains when it comes to this position group. There's no doubt about that, but this fall camp, you can expect to see a lot of names, a lot of names filtering through. Guys like A.J. Lolohea, who has been a sophomore, he's been at BYU for three years now after a red shirt and two other seasons at BYU. He's expected to really step up. A six foot three, two hundred and thirty-five pound linebacker. He's one of the bigger bodies on the linebacking core. Salofa Funa, a freshman from Spanish Fork High School, back off a of mission, six foot two, two hundred and forty-five pounds. I wonder if he's maybe going to outgrow the position at some point and maybe move to defensive end. But the biggest thing is, is there is a lot of talent in this linebacking core. I feel like every guy I have listed has the pieces or the tools to eventually become a starting or at least a contributing rotating member of the BYU depth chart at linebacker but who will really step up I know Ed Lamb would like to go nine deep at linebacker essentially have three guys he can count on at each position group I'm not convinced he'll get to that number this season at the very earliest mid-season of this season but I don't think it'll, it'll take a full year I think to get this group up to speed where he can go that deep but if you can get to six guys this fall camp, you really feel like you can rotate in and out and ha- not have a drop off. I think that's a good goal for Ed Lamb and the BYU defensive coaching staff in fall camp. I feel like you've got three guys already in Chaz Ayu, Zane Anderson and Isaiah Kafusi. I feel like those three guys, and I know Chaz hasn't played in a game since he was a freshman before his mission, but I feel like those three guys have proven what they can do. Other guys I feel like can step up in fall camp include Jackson Kafusi. I really feel like he can make an impact. Max Thule has had a lot of hype about him and then if you get maybe one or two more guys I'm thinking of a guy maybe like a Drew Jensen if he can stay healthy we'll talk more about him in a minute and his health issues we'll talk about uh, guys like Matthew Criddle uh, a guy like Keenan Peely looking to make an impact Peyton Wilgar who we just mentioned if you can get six guys you feel like you can count on entering the season I think that means you've done your job if you're Ed Lamb entering the season that first four opponents, those power five opponents, they're absolutely going to test this linebacking core. They're going to create mismatches. They're going to put these guys out on an island and say, hey, can this freshman or this young underclassman linebacker from BYU, can they really answer the bell and cover our inside receivers, our tight ends? Can they hold up in the run game, etc.? They're going to test this position group and it's incumbent upon BYU's linebackers, this young group. I mentioned nine freshmen listed on this roster, a couple of sophomores and then a sprinkling of juniors and seniors. I think one one junior, one senior, speaking of Isaiah Kafusi and Zane Anderson. So young, young group, but I really feel like the talent is there to have a really strong base to build from for BYU. The problem is you're facing a bear trap to, to open the season and all those linebackers are going to have to be ready to go right from the get-go and it'll be important that Ed Lamb gets them coached up and ready to go. So there you go. Position group that's really in flux that I'm really interested to see how it plays out in fall camp is the linebacking core. On tomorrow's show, we'll continue on with a burning question and also a position group that is that is in flux as well. Uh, each day, each week, we're going to have a burning question about one position group and then just more of a position preview for another group that maybe is a more of a bigger 
question. So today we talked about the health of Zach Wilson's shoulder, kind of expanded it out to talk about BYU's quarterbacks, and of course, then we just barely talked about BYU's linebackers. So stay tuned for this all week long right here on your daily podcast for the BYU Cougars, the Locked on Cougars podcast. All right, we will step aside here, come back, catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Before we do that, though, when you're driving to or from work or just around town, all you have to do to stay up to date with the latest in BYU news is tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Cougars, and we will be right there with you for the drive. This is Locked on Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. As we close out today's edition of the podcast, got two things we need to cover for you. We're going to start off with our church and state player countdown series. We're now just 38 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season. Uh, yesterday's podcast, I talked about Jared Capisi and Jake the Make Old Droid at number 39. I failed to note that Drew Jensen, a linebacker who we mentioned in the last segment, also wore number 39, so he gets his own slot at number 38 because, guess what? There's nobody wearing number 38. Nobody wants to reprise the role of Matt Payne or Mitch Payne. Come on, y'all. Uh, but Drew Jensen, a freshman linebacker from Brighton High School, six foot two, two hundred and seventeen pounds, served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints in Santa Fe, Argentina, and he redshirted a year ago. Really worked on getting his body back into shape, and here's hoping that he can really stay healthy and show what he can do this coming fall. A guy at Brighton who had all kinds of talent. Drew Jensen was worth the price of admission alone in my mind when it came to, came to the linebacking core for BYU, but his body didn't hold up in high school. Will it hold up at the collegiate level? Who knows? He served a mission, had a chance to fully recover from some of those injuries. Uh, Hopefully he didn't get too many dings and dents that have lingered over during the years, but He's a guy who, like I said, has all of the talent to really be an impressive athlete, I feel like, at BYU, especially the linebacking position. He played in one game, playing against McNeese State, kept his red shirt year available with his action a year ago. But I really feel like he has an opportunity, like we mentioned in the last segment with the linebacking core, it's a young group lots of opportunities to prove what you can do and if Drew Jensen can stay healthy and show what he can do in fall camp you very much could see him in the mix as a rotating player a key piece in this linebacking core for BYU but it's all incumbent upon him being able to show that he's able to grasp the concepts of this defense and also stay healthy one other note before we go is that the Pan American games are about to begin and there's a former BYU alum competing that I wanted to note Jordan Matias she plays rugby sevens for Team USA he's actually a native of Calgary, Canada. She's actually going to be playing for Team USA this year because she found her way uh, by to the Team USA by way of Canada, but also playing at BYU. Uh, she led BYU to the NCAA Rugby National Championship during the first year the school actually officially adopted women's rugby into their extramurals program or their school of extramurals. It's a weird situation with BYU. They don't offer scholarships for it. It's like men's rugby. Any of you that have paid attention, but Matias is now going to be playing 
playing on the international stage with Team USA, the former BYU alum. She has played on the U-20 national team in 2012 and 2013. She also played in the Women's Rugby Women's Sevens Rugby World Cup in 2018. So best of luck to her and Team USA as they compete in the Pan American Cup. Uh, she plays the number eight position, and she's got 20 caps to her credit with Team USA. Kind of awesome to see that. So best of luck to her as she competes with Team USA in the Pan American Games this coming, uh, the next couple of weeks, over the next month or so, as it really plays out. We'll make sure to update you as things play out in that regard. All right, that's the podcast for today. Want to thank you guys once again for your continued support of the podcast. It is a blast to bring this to you guys each and every day. Hope you guys find it of worth. Please follow us on social media, Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. And of course, if you'd like to advertise with the podcast or just simply have a note you'd like to email us, please email us, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Love to hear from you guys. Get your thoughts, concerns, comments, whatever you got about the podcast, and especially this week with these burning questions and position previews. Feel free to weigh in with your thoughts. If there's a guy I'm overlooking in your mind that's going into the season that you feel like is a guy who could really make an impact for BYU, let me know. I'm happy to talk about them and make sure that you get a shout out on the podcast for mentioning him. All right. And with that, let's wrap it up for today's edition of the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Full editions all week this week. We have made it through the summer, y'all. We are 38 days away from BYU football. It is exciting. It is fast approaching. And get ready, folks, because we're going to have it covered top to bottom for you right here on Locked on Cougars. Enjoy the rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast for July 22nd, 2019. Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.